You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. Welcome to session six out of six of how to kill a bad habit. And my hope is that this has been catalytic for you to make positive changes in your life. But let me encourage you, this is the beginning of a journey that will have ups and downs, highs and lows. So don't get discouraged if you struggle. Struggle is a normal part of life. And if you want more information about this, the soil much of this is growing out of is a book I wrote entitled Rest in War. You can check it out there. But let me give you the sixth tool for how to fight and how to kill a bad habit. And that is to identify a positive release. Identify a positive release. Uh, The Puritans used to say it this way. How do you dislodge a beautiful thing from the human heart? How can you possibly get rid of something that you find attractive, even though you know it keeps deceiving you? How do you dislodge it? They said, how do you dislodge a beautiful thing from the human heart? You replace it with a more beautiful thing. And it's the same with us. How are you gonna ultimately get rid of a bad habit? Well, this is our last point. Your best defense is a good offense. The best defense against a bad habit is to engage in a good one. I had a friend once that went uh, to a rehab facility for his addictions and came out and has had long sobriety and great success and real wisdom to offer others in life. And I remember he showed me what looked like a bullseye And he showed it to me that in the inner ring of the bullseye were all the behaviors that constituted a breach of his sobriety, the habits to kill. Many of you made that list earlier in this session. You could fill in your center circle of the bullseye. He said, here's the habits I don't want to do anymore. And then in the circle right out of sight of it, he said, and here's all the things I do that lead to this. Here's the lies I believe. Here's the thoughts I start thinking, the desires I have, the pain that pushes me towards it, the pleasure it promises. He writes out all the kind of ritualization before he enacts a habit. What environments I'm weakest in. You've already made those lists. You could fill out your bullseye. But then he had this outer ring. And I remember wondering to myself, now what's on the outside ring? Is it the things I do before the things I do to do the thing I do? Like what, what is are those? And he said, no, the outer ring is the things I just do for fun that bring me joy with no sorrow to it. And so he challenged me to make my own bullseye. And I knew the behaviors I wanted to stop. And I knew the environments and the thoughts and the things that could trigger that activity. But then I remember when I tried to fill out that outside ring, I was stumped. I think I wrote, read books. And I remember he looked at me and he said, hey Ben, I don't even wanna talk about these inner two rings. He said, I want you to see how pathetic your outer ring is. You don't even know what you like. And he said, so focus your attention there because the best defense is a good offense. Find a positive release because the human machine will seek pleasure. And if you don't offer yourself a productive release, the enemy will offer you a destructive one. This is important. I remember I had another friend that uh, found sobriety from an addiction. And he said, you know, the craziest thing, man, is he said, when I stopped doing this behavior, It's when it dawned on me how much it was taking from me creativity. I hadn't been writing songs anymore or books. He he had all these different creative outlets. And he said, when I got locked into this, it took away that. He said, but now that I've stopped doing this, it's opened up this world of creativity. I have these other places I can go that actually bring me more joy. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. What Augustine discovered. 
Augustine was worried about giving up some of his addictions to power and success and sex. But the great theologian Augustine, when he put his faith in Jesus, he wrote in his confessions, he said how sweet it was all at once for me to be rid of those fruitless joys I once so feared to lose. And he said, you drove them from me, you who are the true sovereign joy. You drove them from me and took their place, you who are sweeter than all pleasure. So make a list of things you enjoy, hiking, Find a book you're really excited about reading so you'll go to bed early and not stay up too late because you're excited about waking up to read that book. Find as long a list as you can of things that you enjoy, calling a friend, going on an adventure, taking a trip. Find a long list of positive releases. But then I wanna encourage you at the end of it all, do it with the Lord because He is the fountain of pure joy. That's where James takes us in the end. After James has been warning us about all these temptations, he says, don't be deceived. Every good gift comes down from your father above. And then he says, of his own will, he brought us forth that we might be of first fruits of his creatures. He said, out of his own will, out of his own desire, God made you alive. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible talks about it as a new birth that God is like a joyful dad bringing you into his family because he delighted to, that you and I might be the first fruits of his redeeming of creation. Sin, addiction, bad habits have made a mess of things, but God is doing something great by giving us new life. And if you're in him, I wanna encourage you, enjoy the world he made, dive into the word he's written to us and replace a destructive thing with a positive one. New thoughts in your mind to stir new affections in your heart to pursue new activities. Because here's our last reality. The best defense is a good offense. So go figure out how to have fun with your Father in heaven. That's the best advice I can give you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Do you feel frustrated by a pattern of personal failures, overwhelmed by a chaotic culture, or disillusioned by a lack of meaning in everyday life? Your struggles do not mean you're doomed they're actually a sign that you are alive. Now it's a question of whether you will struggle well. Rest in War is a Field Guide, a book of ancient methods of transformation transposed into a modern key that offers biblical and practical guidance to battle what's holding you back while building what will propel you forward, to trade patterns of thinking that diminish intimacy with God for ones that encourage it. Life is hard, but there are promises to grip, strategies and tactics to employ, progress to be made. Flee evil and pursue intimacy with your Creator uproot what is broken and cultivate what is life-giving. Make war on what is destructive and rest in the God who loves you. Are you ready to walk elegantly through the battlefield of life? Order Rest in War today at restinwar.com. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.